All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook, or check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, a lot going on. Great to be here with you. How you doing, man? I'm good, Casey. Feels like we finally got a second to breathe here in the sports calendar. We went straight from postseason football into meaningful NBA games. You got college basketball on. You got hockey on. You got all these things going on. Of course. We finally got, we finally got a little bit of a break here with the NBA All-Star game. So nice to look back and smell the flowers, you know? Yeah, we got one sport ending. We're really going to start diving into the NBA, as we've been saying over the past couple of weeks. But it's time, right? It's time. There's about 20 games left, 22 games left in the regular season. We've already played around 60. Those NBA uh, award races are really starting to wrap up. Like I said, only about 20 or so games left. So we want to break down here to start the show. Who has the best case so far this season for the NBA's MVP award? Is it Jokic? Is it Embiid? Is it a guy whose jersey might be hanging behind Mr. Tanner File right there? I don't know. We're going to break it down to start the show and then to wrap things up here in the first half. Last week, we talked about the West. This week, who's the top dog in the East? More than likely, the better conference at this point in time. Uh, so we're breaking down who is the top dog, who the top team at this point in time in that Eastern Conference. And Tanner's second half of the show, more of the same kind of in L.A., right? Yeah. Uh, in the second half of the show, we're going to start with two teams that always seem to be in the headlines, two teams that share an arena, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers, yeah. both teams making moves in the last few weeks that made some headlines. Lakers went out. They got D'Angelo Russell trying to go from one of the bottom few teams in the Western Conference, at least try to make that play in tournament. And then the Clippers went out and signed Russell Westbrook, yeah, who man. the Jazz just cut because they didn't yeah. even want him nah. for the amount of money he was making. And that was via the the guys that play in the same stadium, the Lakers. Yeah, right, right, right. So they're kind of getting their, their dirty laundry with Russell Westbrook. And me and Casey have a lot to say about both these teams' chances moving forward. Yeah, man. And then, and then to wrap to, up, yeah. And then to end the show, we got to talk about football. Uh, I know the season. I know the season just ended, but that that means the off season is right around the corner. Teams can start franchise tagging players now. Yeah. So me and Casey are going to play a little bit of tag or no tag with some of the NFL's biggest free agents to see who we would keep in town. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Stick around until the end. But like I said, we've played. I can't believe this. When I was looking it up, like last week, we almost sound so uninformed. We've already played about 60 games. Okay. About 60 games. We got about 20, 22 left in the regular season. All star break just happened. Didn't talk much about it last week. Kind of came out of nowhere for us. You know, wasn't the best advertising we felt like kind of came out of nowhere, but. My thought on it really quickly, really quickly, one of the worst All-Star breaks I've ever seen. At one point during the All-Star game on Sunday, I just turned it off and and ended up watching the Sea Dragons, the XFL. Uh, So, And I thought that was Ben DiNucci, Josh Gordon. That was pretty entertaining. 
it was a rough uh, NBA All-Star weekend for me. Yeah, any thoughts? Yeah, the game was pretty terrible. The skills challenge of the three-point competition were below boring. average from where, where they normally are. But the slam dunk contest was better than it had been in the last few years. Uh, Matt McClung had some pretty cool dunks. But not. besides that, it was a pretty poor All-Star weekend as far as yeah. All-Star weekends go. It was rough. And usually you get excited about that stuff. It's like, hey, fun to have all those players. A lot of them didn't even play. And it wasn't. It was pretty. It was a pretty dull All Star weekend. Some stuff happened that we don't necessarily agree with. Some players that might have been there. Not our favorite All Star weekend. Not one to remember. Not one for the books. Now, home stretch though in the NBA's regular season. Uh, time for the award races. Really wrapping up. As far as like rookie of the uh, rookie of the year and stuff like that. You know, that's pretty locked up for me. Ben Carroll pretty much has that locked up. It looks like, but like. Most of these are pretty wide open, it looks like. Most of them are are wide open, and the MVP race is really heating up. A few guys have a case for it. Jokic, 24-11-10, triple-double, number one in the West. Embiid, almost leading the league in scoring, like 33 a game, 10 rebounds, not the most, but 10 rebounds, four assists. One of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, and then there's another guy. Uh, oh, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah, right, the Greek freak. 31 and a half, nearly 32 points per game, 12 rebounds, so more than both those guys who are centers. Five assists, second in the Eastern Conference. So those are the three guys I'm looking at, the three guys who are in the running. Who do you think right now, all, all the floor is yours, has the best case right now? I have to go with my guy Giannis, which is actually – contradictory to the public opinion i think Jokic is a minus 500 favorite on a lot of books which means he's five to one favorite to win the award is, yeah it's crazy when to me he doesn't have the best case i think Giannis has the best case Giannis is scoring more points than him he's rebounding the ball more than him he's yeah. losing an assist which is a valuable stat but they both have Pretty close records. The Bucks, as this time of recording, were a half had a half game better record mm. than the Nuggets, and he's played without a lot of his top guys all season yeah. in probably the better conference. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. He plays defense better than Jokic does, oh, which yeah. I think could be the tiebreaker oh, in this award. To me, Giannis is the MVP this year. Best case. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the past couple years, I think he's been in the running, kind of coming up short. But I think I agree. I think everything's kind of lining up for him as long as he stays healthy because he does have that little wrist thing right Mm. now. But as long as he plays the majority of the games left, I think he checks every box. Like you said, the stats. He's third in points per game, second in rebounds per, per game over Jokic. Best defensive rating in basketball as far as guys who have played like 2000 minutes or something like that, like who have played a lot of basketball, high, high level players. He's got the best defensive rating in out of all those guys, right? So, one of the yeah. best defenders does it great offensively. The eye test, right? You said eye test, he's the best player in basketball. And then the story, right? That's what he's been lacking is the story. He, his second best player in Chris Middleton is a shell of himself. They're better when he's off the bench or not even on the floor when he's not playing. He's played, I think, 17 games. I think his second, I think Chris Middleton has played 17 games. And when he's out there, like I said, 13 
not so good, 13 points per game. They've kind of been better when he hasn't been out there ultimately. And then you're looking this is at not a Chris Middleton conversation. No, it, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it looks like so much. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want, I'm not going to hurt you today, my friend. So this is a good conversation. Drew Holiday having a career year, right? 19 points, like seven assists, all star. Great, great season for, but then, but then you're looking at Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Grayson well. Allen. Brooke Lopez has played really well this year. No. Brooke Lopez, no, that. no, no, you're correct. People were saying he could have been an all-star. It's, he's been that good defensively as well. I agree. I agree. But then when you're looking at what Giannis has been playing with in comparison to what Jokic, because Jokic has Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back this season, right? J- uh, James Harden, I'm sorry, James Harden. Joel Embiid still has James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. He's still got these other guys. Giannis has not had that help this season, yet he's still producing, yet he does have a better record. The only thing for me is the wrist, right? If he misses time with the wrist, maybe he doesn't yeah, play enough yeah. games. And then and then maybe we're looking at Embiid, Jokic, or don't hear me now. If 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 Luka and the Mavs start winning some games here, they're only uh, one and a half games back from the three seed. You're telling me if Dallas finishes a, finishes a top three seed in the West with Luka leading the league in scoring, averaging eight, you know, seven, eight assists, seven, nine, seven, eight, nine rebounds as well. I think we could have a Luka Doncic, you know, sneak, sneak winner for MVP here within the last 20 games. I think it's some possible. weird things will have to happen. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think it's possible. But Giannis, if he plays the rest of the year, if he doesn't miss more than five games, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. More than five, I think he wins the MVP. Everything lines up for him this year. And we kind of sound like Embiid haters because I feel like we bash Embiid or not bash, but like we, he's, I don't think either one of us has picked him. And yet he's been a yeah. favorite like for the past like three years or so, two years or so, right? So maybe we should speak on that just a little bit. It's just nothing new from Joel Embiid. Like he's averaged 30 points before, he's averaging 33. Am I going to be that impressed by that? <laughs> like it's, it's cool. He's bigger than everybody else out there. Not, not that he's saying he shouldn't, but like he's done it before. It's, it's three more points. It's not. It's not like his team. He's the best. Has the best team in basketball. No, Giannis and Jokic both have better records than him. Both have just as good of stats, if not better stats, at times. It's no diss on Embiid, but it's just like you have to be insanely good at this point if you're Joel Embiid, who, who's been that front runner, who has been that sorry, lead, that secondary guy for back to back years almost for consecutive seasons. I feel like he has to be even better than what he has been, right? Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid might finish his career with the most third place MVP. Second or third place votes. <laughs> oh, my light turned off. I got to turn that back on. There we go. Oh, there we go. Either way, I don't think she turns on today. Oh, there she goes. She's back on. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I, I really feel technical difficulties. I feel bad for him because he's been so great, and like the guy sometimes doesn't even uh, doesn't even start in the All Star game or won't even get like first team All NBA. But he's been, some people think, better than that guy who's won the MVP, better than the guy who's getting first team, whatever. So you do feel for him. But at the same time, it's like you got to play more. And if that's the thing, you got to be better. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. You got to be even better at the end of the day. But he has not been. He's not my pick. He's not your pick. I don't think he's going to win the award either. It might be like a sympathy vote here and there. Like, okay, Joel Embiid's doing it again. Let's give it to him. But. Giannis is the better player, better record, less help. We're both on the Giannis. Track. I agree. Okay, yep. so we're talking about the East. 
at least a little bit. Both two of the three like, players are in the East. Yeah, and but, I feel like two of those uh, players play on teams that are maybe two of the three real teams in the East. Hundred percent. Maybe three or four real teams. Maybe four. Maybe you can go down to four, but I think it's pretty much three teams. I want to go ahead and transition to that. Pretty much three teams I take seriously in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers, right? Like we talked about the Western Conference last week. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference, who's one of you know the tougher team, one of the toughest teams we think at this point in time. And it's no diss to Cleveland, right? Like it's no diss to the Cavaliers. It's they just haven't done it as where the Celtics have just been to a finals. The Bucks have won a finals and the Sixers have Joel Embiid. So yeah, yeah they still have the star power. Or, and, and like they went out and got Donovan Mitchell for that, but who's, who's, who's very good. Who's gotten them at, as to where a borderline, a borderline contender in the East, right? That's what he's gotten. So we're at least to. mentioning them. I think the Cavs could go to an Eastern conference final. Ultimately. I think they, we, we could see them in the Eastern conference finals this year. I don't think they have what it takes, though, to beat the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Like, if they have to go through three of those teams, they can't do it. Or two of the three. They can't do it. Yeah, I feel like they have the chance to beat one of them, but not yeah. two of them. Yeah, me too. I feel very similarly. So who do you think at this point in time, Tanner, is the top? I don't know. Again, might be a little biased. Our last topic might have been a little bit. Who is the top dog in the East right now? It's so tough. I don't think it's Cleveland, obviously, and I don't think it's Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is kind of a tier below the Celtics and the Bucks, who I think are in the same tier. I think if you play that series 100 times, it's no more than 60 wins for any of the teams. Close to 50. But 50. Yeah. I think probably – the Celtics are a little bit better. I think they're a little deeper than the Bucks are. I think they're, you know, two through ten or whatever that play yeah. are yeah. are better than the Celts than the Bucks. That's for sure. They are. They but, are. But the but the Bucks have the best player in the world, so that's why I feel like their ceiling might be a little bit higher. But I think the Celtics are the better team right now. Like like we said with Giannis in the MVP race, and we checks all those boxes. Boston checks all the boxes. <laughs> like they check yep. everything you need for that top team. Star power. Brown and Tatum are like 57, 60 points a game. You saw the All-Star game. They were like the yep. headline. You know, they were the yep. headline of this year's All-Star game were those two players. They got both of them on the same team. Depth. Depth, yeah, they went and traded for Malcolm Brogdon this past offseason to kind of shore up that point guard backup guard spot on the wing. Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, those two Williams, Grant, uh, Robert, all the Williams on the team, they can all play. They got depth, man. They got depth. And then there's been no, we know at the beginning of the year, I was like, hey, I have my doubts on the coaching. You know, is there going to be a drop off? Is there going to be issues? Nah. There's been nothing. They even said, hey, we like you so much. You're our full-time head coach. Like, you're our head coach. He's officially the head coach for the Celtics. Like, not interim. He's the guy. Not sure what the plan is on Udoka. Maybe next season we find out more about him. But it's just still a weird situation. So weird. No one's talking about it. It's been so under the rug. And it's just like, oh, let's just move on now almost. I'm. We're here to bring journalism, okay, folks? We have not forgotten until the truth comes out. We'll be talking about it. Not too hard, but you know what I mean. 
So there's there's no real drop. I check all the boxes. Coaching their top five offensively and defensively is kind of where I was going there. They're still an elite team on both sides of the ball. They're still a great offense. They're still a great defense like they were last year. Size, versatility, scoring, and then they haven't won the title yet. So, like, they're still hungry for that championship. They got arguably the best duo in basketball right now, you know, the way those two players are playing. It's kind of... Just the way they're two, 30 points and 26. I don't know if there's another duo doing that. Maybe Luca and Kyrie, but like, yeah, that's what I was saying. But then, but then those two players do it on both ends and those two players don't. <laughs> so you got to factor everything in, but it's one of the best duos with a great team, very good coaching staff. They got to be the best team right now or the top dog. Yeah. And I think the, I do think the Bucks are very close. I don't think it's a wash in any way because no, Giannis is that good. They got Jay Crowder. The Jay Crowder move was nice. You know, they got him for I don't think next to anything. It's like, hey, let's get Jay. And, Crowder and, as, and as Middleton gets more healthy, you think that play is going to come up at least a little bit. And Drought is playing the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. We got Jay Crowder. You still have Brooke Lopez and Bobby Porter. So those are all players. Mm-hmm. If they if they all play their role well. They got a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they could beat anybody. And then if Giannis, seen, is which Giannis, we've seen before, like what Giannis was doing in last year's playoff series, I forgot the numbers, but dude was averaging like thirty-five, almost like a near triple double because he's having like seven assists. He's doing everything. I think he can do that again if he's got a little more help, like Middleton, who wasn't on the floor, right? If he can give you twenty points, like eighteen, if he can give you eighteen points. I think that's enough with what he's getting already, with what he brings to the table himself. But I've still got the, the Boston Celtics right now as the best team as the top dog in that Eastern Conference. And the Sixers, again, we keep bashing on Philadelphia here. Joel Embiid, James Harden, they're playing well. Tyrese Maxey, I know he's kind of been – I haven't been 100% updated on the Sixers. I know at one point he went uh, transitioned to be the sixth man. So it's like, hey, let's let's put Maxi to the bench and see what he can do as a sixth man. I'm not sure if he's back to being a starter quite yet. Maybe they're keeping him as that sixth man, but – is James Harden, I don't know. James Harden's like the, one of the best players to never win a title. That's kind of what his legacy is. And I really don't think J- Joel Embiid could have the same legacy, ultimately. Yeah, those are two guys that will possibly be in conversation for that same title. Yeah. it's Again, not to just say that, but I don't believe in them. I like other teams more. They got injury, uh, injury issues in the past that other guys don't. There we go. They got a shot. Again, I could see them going to the conference finals, but in a matchup between them and the Cavaliers, right? I might take Cleveland. I might take a Cleveland Cavalier team in that matchup. Truly, they have the bigs. They depends who's Jared. healthy for both teams. That's depends. But they have Jared Allen. They got uh, Evan Mobley. Then they just they have the guard play to, to, to go with the bigs. A little bit of depth. Mm-hmm. I would not count out Cleveland in that match. That's why I'm saying I could see the Cavs go into a conference final if they get matched up with with a Philadelphia. But then if they go and have to face Milwaukee or Boston in the conference final, I think it's a route. I don't think they, they beat either one of those teams. So Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, eh, Cleveland, Philly with a toss up there, I would say. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. All right, so I said we go ahead and take a break. So that's about the Eastern Conference. Really, only three teams that we take seriously. The Heat, they just signed Kevin Love. Come on, Kevin. You're just going there for the good weather. You're going there because it's Miami. 
there's no way he's going there. In all honesty, to think he can win a championship with if Kevin Love is the factor to win a championship with that Miami Heat team. I don't buy it. I would have loved to see him go to even a Boston, you know, one of those top teams, a Phoenix, a Golden State that had a legitimate shot that he could have contributed, could have contributed to. Miami, I don't get it all, whatever. So that just kind of shows you with the Eastern Conference right now. Like three teams, maybe four, not a lot of talk about after that. I say we take a break, though, come back, transition to that Western Conference. It sounds like it's just the same old story in Los Angeles. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, guys, that's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll be right back. All right, let's transition, like we said in the first half, to the Western Conference, like we were talking about on last week's episode. Tanner, it seems like it's the same old story in Los Angeles, right? The Lakers are struggling to make the playoffs, and the Clippers are hoping they just found their new franchise point guard, right? Like, same old. We're back. Yeah, both these teams since... LeBron James decided to make his way to L.A. have been... Barring that one year. Yeah, they have really tried every year to make as many moves as possible to acquire talent to try to make a run. And even if you're in 13th or 12th place in the West, they still think they should try to acquire talent and... Yeah, I, I like here. the aggressiveness. You know, I like yeah. this trying to stay in the hunt. Let's not just yeah, you only have over. LeBron James for a certain amount of time. He is not getting any younger. He's averaging 30 points a game. Yeah, let's go for it. So I, we're both with it there. Let's go for it. As long as we have LeBron James, they should be making moves. So they are currently 27 and 32. 13th is where they sit currently in the West. Two games back, though, from the 10th seed. So they're just... Two games back from the 10 seed. LeBron says after the All-Star game, don't know if you saw that, I'm locked in. He said, I am locked in. These next 22, 23 games are the most important of my career. You saw it. Are the most important. I la- First off, are the most important of your career. He's going to play like 13 of those games. Tanner. And we both know. You say he didn't care about passing Kareem. Maybe he didn't care about it like 10 years ago. But, like, okay, he cared about passing Kareem. He played his heart out through three quarters, got the record, and then sat out, you know, didn't play most of that fourth quarter, didn't give any effort. It's like, don't tell us you don't care and all you care about is winning. And then as soon as you get your record, you sit out. Like, just don't say one thing and do the other thing. That's just been at times my problem with him. But he says he's locked in, right? Like, he says he is locked in. He's locked yeah, I in. Is. I hope he is, too. I want to see them in the playoffs. He's locked in. AD is healthy. They got D'Angelo Russell, like you talked about earlier. Uh, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, Hachimura. Good additions. Like, like as crazy as this sounds, I think they would be the most dangerous team in the play-in. Like, like they could be, they could beat teams. Like, the Warriors in them match up. Like, this team is still extremely talented. They still have LeBron James, who is still one of the best players in the world, I promise you. Yeah, he's still a top 10 player, top eight, seven, yeah, six. I don't know if I could go top five still, but he is an elite player. That's my point, right? Like, like I don't think they're – and, like, like Westbrook's gone. 
Like that was the excuse. We have Russell Westbrook ruining everything, right? Like he can't win with him. Who can win with Russell Westbrook? He's gone. You don't have that crutch, that excuse to say it's him, it's him, it's him. He's gone. LeBron's LeBron's averaging 30 points a game. Anthony Davis is healthy. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, Hachimura, good additions to the team. 20 games left. You have a chance. You're two games back. Like, I don't think the, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Blazers are re- are ahead of them, like, really to get into the play-in. Are you kidding me? Like, there is you a clear path. There's a clear path to get to the 10 seed at least. There's a path for you to get there. Prove that this is an MJ on the Wizards to me. Just please, LeBron, prove to me that you are not – stat chasing and you are about winning go win and make the playoffs okay go make the playoffs and i'm not asking you to win a playoff series as the eight seed okay but go compete no. and go make the playoffs is what i want at this point in time prove to me you aren't just stat chasing this is not michael jordan coming back for a fun time playing basketball again come on man go win some games I will be very, very sad if this Lakers team does not make the playoffs again this year. We have very few years of LeBron James left. Like I would this. like to see him play meaningful basketball. Yeah, dude, get in the playoffs, get in the play-in tournament so we can at least have you play one fun game this season. <laughs> at least have one or two fun must-win games where it's like, LeBron, we know you're going to have to play well. We know the ball is going to be in your hands. And they got the team, right? They have a good enough team to make the playoffs, to make the play-in, not even the playoffs, to make the play-in tournament. They have a good enough team. They have a good enough roster. They have LeBron James. Come on. Get out there. Do it. You heard him. You love him. Get it done, LeBron. So come on. And if he doesn't, we said it here. There aren't a lot of excuses. Barring like he gets hurt and he legitimately can't play. A legitimate injury. That's the only thing we can really talk about here. Okay. And, Go ahead. And then, so you mentioned they got rid of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they did. So he, they trade him to the Jazz. Yeah, the they Jazz did. Then and a first round him. pick. Yeah, yeah. The Jazz then release him, and he signs with the Clippers. So he stays home in Los Angeles. Doesn't have to goes move. to the goes to the Clippers. What do you think of that move? Honestly, for Russell Westbrook, that is the best move you could possibly make. Best move you could yep. possibly make. You don't yep. have to go to Utah. First off, move your family there. When you're when you're from California, you've been playing for the Lakers for a couple of years now, right? You don't want to upright move your family. You don't have to. You got the same home arena. You have the same home. You just play on the different nights. You just play on different nights now. Wear a different jersey. Uh, yeah, the Clippers. So, and he's averaging 16 points, six rebounds, seven assists. So the, you know, look, just looking. If you just look at those stats, it's like okay, he can maybe go help the Clippers. But if you actually go dive in, it's like okay, he's averaging 41 percent from the floor, 29 percent from three, and 65 percent from the free throw line. Like those are like super yeah, inefficient, man. That that almost doesn't even help your team at that point. That's just putting up stats. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Just putting up some numbers, right? Maybe helping you a little bit at times. A nice five, six-point surge from Westbrook might help your team at times, cause the other team to take a timeout. And it's like, that was a good run for us right there. 
But overall, is he really what the Clippers have been looking for? Because let me tell you what they've been looking like, like thinking about the Clippers, right? What are they? Because it's been a point guard. Like they've been looking. Remember the Rondo? You remember the Rondo trade? Yes. You know that? I remember what Paul yes. George said when, he, when they made the move. He said, as soon as they made it, he said, yeah, this is his team. This is his team now. They got Rondo at the trading it, deadline from Westbrook's the Hawks. Team? I guess this is Russell Westbrook's team now because barring those rules, they got Rajon Rondo, who's never played a minute for the Clippers before with any of those players. They were that desperate for a leader, for a point guard, for what Rajon Rondo did for the Lakers when they won the title, right? So they're looking for that at this one spot, looking for a point guard that's since Paul George and Kawhi got there. So they're lacking leadership, facilitation, moving the ball around, getting some plays going, getting guys going, shot creation, right? I'm going to drive and kick it, make sure my guy gets an open three, stuff like that. They're missing a point guard. That's Is that what you think of when you think of Russell Westbrook? Leadership, facilitation, shot creation, ball movement. Is that what you think of? Uh, no, especially not in 2023. Like maybe if you would have talked to me in 2016, I would have got behind this. 2014. But yeah, when he was putting up, you know, 11 assists a game, he's not doing that anymore at an efficient measure, but he doesn't have to be the piece in for the Clippers. No, he does not. He just has to give them. Somewhat consistent play, know his role, get the ball to Kawhi when he's out there, get the ball to Paul George when he's out there. You, If they could stay healthy, I do feel like this Russell Westbrook trade can help the Clippers. I just don't see there being a world where all three of these guys are playing in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Or at least playing deep into the playoffs, right? Um. Yeah, good move could help, could help the Clippers, right? If he's giving you 15, 16 off the bench, who's going to say it's terrible? But what is he doing defensively for you? Is he turning the ball over five, six times while he's giving you six, five, six assists? Because that's not, that's, that's zero then. That's not giving you anything. It's actually kind of hurting your team more than it's helping your team. So what is he doing for you overall? What are those percentages at? Is he going to get in the way of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? At times, that was the case with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We will see. He's got to play, be the best version of himself. Ty Lue, though. Ty Lue, great coach. If there's a coach to do it, maybe to make it fit, he's one of the guys I'm thinking of that could do it. So there's a chance, but I don't think they win the title because of this move. Like, this isn't like a title bearing, wow, Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers, that really, that, that was the move for this team. And now they're going to the NBA championship. Like, that's not it. We'll see if they can help at all. Hopefully it doesn't hurt too much. I think it might. That's about it for the L.A. Same thing in La La Land, right? Pretty much the same thing happening in L.A. They're they're trying to make the playoffs, and they definitely should be a playoff team, the Lakers. like They have the talent, but they're not there. They're lacking and losing. Even LeBron, at times, playing great. Team's lacking. Clippers, no franchise point guard. Hoping to have one now at the in the buyout market. Wishing both teams the best of luck at this point in time. Let's move on and talk about, hey, I bet you're pumped, the NFL. Okay, it's still time to talk about football. Uh, the offseason, you said it's coming up. I say it's here. The offseason, Yeah, I think they could start signing people to uh, the franchise tag this as 
Tuesday evening. So if you're listening to this, people can start being signed to franchise tags now, correct? Yeah. So, yeah. So people, you might even see one tag by the time you're listening to this on a Wednesday or Thursday, like for all we know. But that's what we want to talk about right now, just in case something like that does drop. I don't know if it will, but we want to talk about it just in case. So players are now eligible, like Tanner said, to be franchise tagged. Um, like so basically signed for a single season. If you're not sure what the franchise tag is, your team is like, hey, you're with us this year, pretty much for at least this season. And we're going to pay you a good amount. <laughs> yeah. And I believe if it's just a normal franchise tag, yeah, like nothing, there's different exemptions, there's different ones. But the basic franchise tag, I believe you make an average of the top five salaries at your position. Yeah. And then there's also like a, an exclusive tag. Where if you trade the player as well, you get like two first round picks or something like that. Like, so there's an exclusive tag, a regular tag, or there are specific things that go with each. Usually the, no, the, the, the specific one is on the higher level players, stuff like that. Talking about the higher level players, there's one up for a franchise tag up for contract right now. Of course, Lamar Jackson. One of the most dynamic players in the NFL. One of my favorite quarterbacks. You love watching him. I love watching him. I love watching the Ravens because of him. Right? Yeah. Because of him, I love watching the Ravens. He's up. They don't want to sign him. It's time, though. Time. So what do you think? Before I – because I, I have an opinion. Before I dive in, do you think they tag Lamar here? Do you think you tag it and, and put it off for another year? Do you tag and trade? Do you just bite the bullet and pay the guy? Like, what do you think Lamar does now that they could just tag him tomorrow? What I expect to happen with Lamar Jackson is for them to sign him to a tag and then immediately start working on an extension to where they don't have to pay that tag number, but to where no one else is in his ear during free agency trying to get him away from the Ravens. So I think that's the exclusive tag then. I think regular tag other teams can talk to the player. So well, well, I'm just saying, like when you franchise tag him, like he's gonna know he can at least come back. Oh yeah, four years. So I think they're gonna franchise tag him right away, give him that offer, mm-hmm. and then work immediately on an extension. It's a pretty common thing to do in the NFL. Uh, off the top of my head, it happened to Chris Godwin last year. The franchise tagged him immediately, started working on an extension. He had an extension done, I think, a week later. Could see something like that with Lamar Jackson, but I don't think it'll be a week later. Yeah, probably not that soon, right? But if you're the Ravens, that's what you're freaking praying and you're, you're hoping for right now is that you just get him locked down right now, right? Like, okay, you're our guy. We're, fran- we're franchise tagging, like you said, and then you're getting the contract done because if you let any other team talk to him. Yeah, yeah. so I think what they're going to do is they're going to – Sign him to a tag, and then immediately start working on an extension. I know Lamar Jackson wants fully guaranteed money, like Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson got, because mm-hmm. he's is, you know, rightfully saying if yeah. Lamar, if if Deshaun Watson's getting fully guaranteed money, why can't I get fully guaranteed money? Yeah, he's his own agent, which makes it a little bit harder to negotiate. Definitely, because how this. are you going to look? You look your star quarterback in the eye and say you're not worth this money. I don't want to pay you that. Like that's, that's tough on a relationship, right? Like that is, this is like one of the toughest things between a franchise and a quarterback. Whenever Dak was going through it, people were like, like, come on, just pay the guy. Like we don't want to, these ill feelings towards each other. We don't want that. It's exactly what's happening. 
And I think they'll work on it until the day the season starts. If they don't get a deal done before that, he will play on the franchise tag. No, he, he plays true. He will be a true free agent going into the next year. Does he they play? Tag him, Cause they can't tag him again, but if they tag him again, it's like 50 or 60 million for the tag. So like, it's like it, insane. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Like it's insane. They're not gonna do that. And then it's like 70 million. <laughs> so like, they're not, they're not going to continue to tag him. Obviously. Yeah, I I pay him. I, I would give him because I think Deshaun got like two something, two thirty, whatever guaranteed. I don't know if I'd give him two, you know, two. But I'm like, hey Lamar, would you take two hundred? Like, would you take two hundred guaranteed? Because if you franchise tag him, you're giving him forty five guaranteed right there. You're fit. You're you're you know a fourth of the way there already. You're a fourth almost that's, of the way there already. Like you're just like, yeah, just give him another $150 million. Like that's not a lot of money. Casey. But like, but like you don't want him that's for one year. <laughs> like you don't want him for another four years. Like you're going to pay that percentage of a year anyway. Why don't you pay that percentage for you? So, you know, I have him for four years at that number instead of I have him for one year at that number. Like, it, it's not the number they're willing to give him. It's the guaranteed number. Yeah, it's and the guarantee. If, yeah, and if right. Lamar Jackson goes out there and plays the way Lamar Jackson likes to play, we're just scrambling around and he's running across the middle and he breaks his femur in half. Would you do it? And you gave him $230 million guaranteed. They're going to be. Would you do it? Like, yes. I think I, Lamar Jackson's a okay. top seven quarterback in the NFL without okay. thinking too hard about it. Yeah. And those don't grow on trees. You have to sign that guy. Me too. I'm giving him 200. If he wants 250 mail guaranteed, I have to do that. Screw it, man. I'm going to make it work because he is dynamic. There's those guys don't run, grow on trees. Like you said, and he's the reason we watch the Ravens. Okay. If they don't have Lamar Jackson, I think they will find a big drop in the fan base. Like serious. I know, I know it's like, okay. People like the team people, at least a lot of the younger fans, like Lamar, love Lamar Jackson. Where he goes, they're going to go as well. Not a smart move for the franchise, if you ask me. I wouldn't tag him for me. I'm signing him right now. I'm signing him to a deal. And if I'm not, and if, I, if I'm not signing him, I'm tagging him and trading him for a top five pick in this year's draft. That's what I'm doing. A top 10 at the very least. That's what I'm doing. I'm deciding right now. Okay, Lamar, this is the number I'm willing to give you. You're not happy with it. I'm not willing to go any higher. I am just ending that, and I'm shipping him out, and I'm drafting a quarterback in the top ten. And you're, and you're getting probably three picks for him. And you're getting three picks, three to four. Not yeah, maybe maybe even two in this year's draft, two to three in this year's draft, and then maybe one or two in a future draft. And then maybe even a player on top. Kind of depends on if you what you can negotiate. I do that if I'm the Ravens. If I if that's the move, that's what I do. But my main priority is to sign Lamar Jackson. Um, but I don't do the petty. We're going to tag him, then he's going to play, and then we're going to sign him after the year. I sign him or I trade him is where I'm at with the situation. And now another quarterback I could not wait to talk about. Daniel Jones said we don't have too much time left, but Daniel Jones set to hit the open market at this point in time unless he gets franchise tagged. Didn't have that final year picked up by the Giants last year or the year before. Tanner, he might want $45 million a year. Either way, that's what they have to pay on the franchise tag. You paying Daniel Jones 45 a year? 
I think you could justify it for a year on the franchise tag. I think you could franchise tag him and see what you got. He did show flashes of being a really good quarterback. He really did not have a lot of talent around him on that New York offense, and I'll he exceeded that. every expectation for the season on him. So I think you have to bring him back if you're the Giants. I think that's probably the best option you're going to get coming in. It's probably going to be the best option for Daniel Jones is to come back, play on the tag, which I think is going to happen I am. Yeah. And then, I think, and then I think, and then, and then he could find himself in a Kirk Cousins type situation Ooh. where you know he's not good enough to be your franchise quarterback, but he's also too good to let walk out the door. Fair so enough. That's what I kind of see as a Daniel Jones comparison in the past. No, I like that. I think Kirk is a very good comparison. And Kirk Cousins made a lot of money playing football in Washington. He did. I think Kirk's a little better, but Daniel's got that same ceiling. He can be that exact player. He really can with the right piece. He needs some players, obviously, which he hasn't had. I like it. I would not sign him to a long – give him a two-year deal. If I can do two years for 70, that's what I would do. But – or the one year for 45, and this guy better have a Pro Bowl season, and we better get to the – And if he does, you you make him – a. A big contract guy. If he does, you, you extend him, and it's like, hey, we were right to gamble. We see what he is, and now we're going to extend him and pay him for the reward that he deserves for us gambling on him, right? For him going out and proving that he deserves the paycheck. Saquon or Daniel, though, if you have to choose one, who do you tag, and who do you let hit the open market? Um, franchise tagging Daniel Jones. Running backs, you can't pay him. It doesn't work out for anybody with the current number. You wouldn't, you'd rather, you wouldn't tag Saquon? I don't think Saquon would play on the tag. Running backs have uh, historically not done it because of the injury risk is so high for their position. There are a few other players that could get tagged out there, though. Uh, You could see Jordan Poyer get tagged for the Bills. He could walk out the door. I think he'd make a lot of money on the open market. Evan Ingram's another guy who Mm -hmm. I think his best option is to play in Jacksonville again. Yeah, yeah. And I think – Jacksonville would want that because there's not going to be a tight end probably walking out the door that's going to come into him. your offense and play that better well. than, than Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's problem is going to be if they franchise tag him, he could say he's a wide receiver, which demands a significantly higher franchise tag. Tight end, yeah. So you could see that argument. But I think both Pollard, those guys another guy out there are, could get tagged. There's a few I can't players see them out. paying the number for Tony Pollard who they haven't even – been willing to make the lead back when you're paying Zeke Elliott. So. Something's got to happen in Dallas, man. Something's got to happen. Not great the running back position right now. I think but, it's more likely Tony Pollard gets signed long term rather than get franchise tagged. I hope that's the case as well. I also think it's a good possibility he just gets paid on the open market because Dallas doesn't want to yep. match a number. Yep. I think that might I think that's be more, the that's most, the most likely. That's that's the most likely thing here for Tony. Um, real quick on the Giants before we wrap up, I would rather have Daniel Jones hit the open market because I think there's a less of a market for Daniel Jones than there is a Saquon Barkley. If I can get Derek Carr for less than 45 than Daniel Jones, I would rather do that if I'm the Giants. Let me put that out there. That's what I would do in New York. But players can officially get tagged as of right now. Lamar, Daniel Jones, Saquon, Evan Ingram, a lot of players a lot of high name players that could be tagged working on contracts right now. So keep your eye on that. Don't sleep on the NFL right now. How far away is the draft? 
the draft is in the end of April, early May, typically. I don't know the exact date. No, it's it's usually the okay. last week, the last Thursday in April or the first Thursday in May. And free agency is coming up. Yeah. And the NFL Combine will be beginning of March. Okay, perfect. So we got more and more stuff to talk about in the NFL, more and more quarterback drama to break down. Derek Carr is still out there searching. Talked about everything happening in the NBA. Go follow us on Twitter really quickly, dudes talking underscore pond on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave a comment and review a rating, whatever the platform you're on listening uh, allows you to do. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated from us. Tanner. What's going to happen over this next week? Is Lamar Jackson going to be traded? Like, so much happening, man. (laughs) Hopefully not. I think hopefully he plays long-term in Baltimore. I think that's best for the league. Yeah, me too. Either way, we'll see you guys next week. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys then. All right, what's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
uh, obviously MLB opening opening day on oh, yeah, this past week. week. So, so if you're a huge baseball go guy, yeah, go go Cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude. Talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're like, wherever you're. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.